Sway in the morning, Shay 45. We got to talk about what's happening in Chicago. Everybody's watching this viral video. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. He stopped a carjacking. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? He's become a folk hero. What about the shooter? He looked like a white dude. Where was he, Chief? Don't be that guy. Guy to sequel remix. This is episode 289. I'm Marquis Mike. Fire it up. Yeah, red light is on. Boom. Let's just yeah, cut to the chase. We've been talking about breakfast for a long time. Yeah, good, good way to record that. It's probably to make good pod talk. No, probably not. Um, seeing the red light here, yeah. meshing red light means go. Yes. Or did I say green light means go? At work, we got, you a, said new, red light we got a new security uh-huh. door system at work. So we're going from swipe cards to proximity okay, cards. Yeah. And the proximity reader has a light in the dead center. Uh, and when the door is locked, the light is green. When you proximity, the the light flashes green and red. Is that not backwards? Confusing, yeah. yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. But that's all I got to say about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to now think of my our proximity reader. Is it always lit up green, or it must be lit up red? And then you then you swipe, it turns green, and then you get a little lock, and then you open the door. Yeah, seems like the natural way it should go. And and so I the proximity cards are are a, or may not even be lit up. I don't and know then if they're touching and turns green. Upgrade, but for like a, an employee, it's much easier. Uh, just like touch I mean, your badge, touch yeah. your badge, or even just walk by. And yeah. if, if you're close enough. Previously, to get the the exterior entrances, to get entrance to the building, you had to swipe your card and then type in your PIN. Mm-hmm. Well, now with the proximity reader, you just got to prox in. And I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense for the exterior door. Because the exterior door does have a, a number code. Yeah. So you should have to put in your PIN, too. Because I personally have dropped my ID card in the parking lot. And... Someone was nice enough to drop it off at our security desk. Oh. But if you're a non-employee and you just pick up a car, now you can just prox into the building. Yeah. Before that was a that was a, a secondary uh-huh. security layer because you got to swipe it, you got to have your card to get in. Yeah. But then you also have to know your pin. Yeah. Like I don't know if this is real thought out, Mark. Everything should just be face recognition. Hell yeah, retinal or yeah. at least fingerprint. Like R- fingerprint scan. Come on, we gotta yeah. do something. We gotta we gotta we gotta crack. Crack it's 2019. 2019. That technology should exist. Absolutely. Yeah. What have you been watching? Um, I haven't watched a ton. I watched a few things, so this will go quick. Obviously, yeah. I'm one of the 35 million people to watch Game of Thrones on Sunday. I have not seen yet. You are not one of those. You're I, the minority. I know. And as you know, I was geared up for Game of Thrones two weeks last ago. week. Yeah. And then Sunday, family in town. Can watch Sunday. And I had to watch a bunch of movies for this week. <laughs> Um, Get it in though. I fired up uh, Barry season two. Okay. Got caught up there. Uh, season two is intense. Two, three episodes. What do we got? Three in. Three. Okay. Season two is intense. We popped on an episode of Veep. Okay. Um, Veep is Veep is by far the best comedy on TV. Oh. And it it's been on. You know, Julie Louis Dreyfus had some. Uh, Health issues, so they took some time off. Yep. And this is going to be last season. Final season. But there are so many jokes per minute in yeah. me that you've got to go back and watch it two, maybe three times. Yeah. 
Um, what a great they show. They strike, a, and it's a great balance of, like, crude humor, clever humor, anything like, it, they just, it's so great. It is. Everybody can watch that show and enjoy it. Yeah. So maybe not babies. Maybe not babies. Babies will probably enjoy it, but, like, the parents of the babies were like, ooh, is this right? Is this yeah. wrong? I don't know. Maybe but not. The babies will probably enjoy it. <laughs> and then, um, uh, first episode of the new season of Kim's Convenience. Oh. Love that episode. Dishwasher. Yeah. dishwasher. Go dishwasher. Oh, yeah. man. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Mr. Kim. Uh, always looking for a Always deal. up to something. But that's about all. I watched just some shows. Okay. Just some shows. Did anything? Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, not a lot. Like I said, I had uh, family in town, so I didn't get to watch uh, much. Uh, about 10 hours of professional wrestling took up most of my time. That, that, I forgot to mention I was in on some of that wrestling. Yes. Not 10. That, like, that kills a Saturday. Six hours or so. It's hard. It's hard to, uh, to to watch Barry when uh, you got ten hours carved out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, watch that. I uh, did, did watch some movies though. Uh, watched Hell or High Water again. Whew. This was one of those talking about movies. I go, oh, I watched this movie last week, and someone goes, oh, I haven't seen that. And then you show them the trailer, and they go, I'd like to see that. We should watch that. I was like, well, I told you I just watched that last week, but you know what? I'll watch it again. Did they love it? Loved it. Okay, good. They loved it. That's great. Yes. Great to uh, hear. I almost talked him into watching Sicario. Yeah. Same, same writer. Yeah. Uh, they got kind of tired. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, watched The Highwaymen. You did? Okay. okay. Did, you know, I. it's interesting. It's it's good. I like uh, Woody Harrelson um, doing what he did. You know, Kevin Costner. It's kind of just Kevin Costner at this point. Does this follow uh, Texas Rangers? Yeah, so I guess based on your story, um, they are Texas Rangers on the hunt for Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. So it's the the Bonnie and Clyde story told from the infamous Texas Ranger. Uh, It's kind of an interesting history, too, uh, of the Texas Rangers and kind of being, you know, uh, Kevin Costner kind of plays this old Texas Ranger being brought in to hunt, uh, you know, Capture Bonnie and Clyde to become this infamous criminals. It made me think. I think I'm ready for another Bonnie and Clyde movie. Okay, I'd like to see that. Okay. I just got the one, the Warren Beatty, yeah. Faye Dunaway movie. Uh, I probably saw that when I was a kid, and it's probably slow for me. But now that I'm an adult, I probably could have pre- just watched that one. Or you know, let's redo it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the business of remakes. Remake <laughs> yes. Bonnie and Clyde, but kind of cool to tell from the other side. Yeah. Uh, it is long though, and I feel like they they could kind of tighten it up. It's like two fifteen or something. Yeah, two fifteen. Yeah. Feel like it could be tightened up a little bit. It felt kind of like it's a perfect Netflix movie. I feel like Triple Frontier is kind of this way too, where it's like this feels like a movie that should have came out in the nineties and would have got like a theatrical release, and then it, you would have rented it at Blockbuster. It doesn't feel like a movie that would come out now in theaters. Like if Highway Men. Um, like, it would be a movie that came to theaters, I was like, I just wouldn't see it. Yeah. It would just come and go. But, because it's on Netflix, it's perfect. So, yeah, check it out. I'm planning on watching I probably didn't give it a positive review, but I enjoyed it. It wasn't enough. a negative review. Yeah, it wasn't a negative. It just, it was a little long and drug a little bit. But it's an interesting story. Cool. Enjoyed it. That was it. Watch those two movies. I think Great that job. was. I think that was all I watched. Yeah. So, Great job. Well, you know, when let, we, let me check when the notes we, here. We do a, a show on time. Uh, you know, neither of us have a ton of time to. Yeah. Just, like when we do two or three week off, like for 
uh-huh. things or whatever. And then, yeah, usually we've got a list of shit. Did I mention, uh, I can't, I don't know if I watched this for last week's show or for the Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, you did not mention that for last okay, week. Okay, so then, I'm going to cut that in Thursday. Nice. Um, that's a good movie. It's fun. It's fun. It's, yeah, fun. it's fun. It's, you know, yeah. nothing groundbreaking, but it's a good, I think it was, uh, I uh, put it on and it was kind of, you know, putzing around, but uh, it's it's a good concept. I, yeah, I, like, I like the interesting, the, I like uh, Alan Tudyk. I, I like, Two Dick. Two Dick? Two yeah, Dick. Alan Two Dick. I don't think I'd ever just, like, choose to watch that again. Yeah. I think once was enough for me on that one. Yeah. But... I had a really nice steel book of it. Oh. Well. So, I was like, <laughs> let me throw this in. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is fun enough. You know, if I'm in a horror mood, you know, Halloween comes around, I'm, I'm watching my, my Halloween. My Scream. Uh, my Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, eventually, if I'm going all October, I'm just watching horror movies. Eventually, I need a little break. I think like, it's a perfect mood a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a perfect little 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 comedy to throw in there. Yeah, kind of takes a fun fun twist on the the slasher. You know, it would be a good double feature with that Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, just kind of a back to back fun fest. Fun yeah, fest. and kind of a kind of a twist to, yeah. to, to the genre. Yeah, they're uh, spoofing. Um, I, you say Kevin in the Woods, and that's actually perfect. When you said first thing you thought of was like, "Oh, the movie I kind of wanted to watch after was Attack the Block." Oh yeah, it's another kind of comedy that kind of turns you know an alien invasion on on its head. Yeah, um, so yeah, watch those. Nice. And then we got in, we got in two more movies. Well, at least two. I don't know how, I don't know how far you went with this. I went two. You went two. Okay. Yeah. You could have gone six. I could have gone six. We watched the 2018. Remake, uh, Death Wish, a remake of the 1974 Charles Bronson Death Wish, which went on to spawn uh, four sequels. There are five Death Wishes, and they're all just starring sequentially numbered, right? Is there any subtitles? I believe the fifth one has. So the fifth one is the only one. Death Wish, Death Wish Two, Death Wish Three, Death Wish Four, and Death Wish: The Face of Death. Death that was five. The, the that was the death. golden age of sequels. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, and this is a great <laughs> one. It's not like, uh, oh no, yeah, it's it not. It's not like the, the the horror movies ones. This is like this is like a Rambo or a Rocky, which is we attach ourselves to this hero, uh, and then we just kind of keep putting him. Rocky, it makes sense. You're a fighter. You win. You win the belt. You got to go. Continue to defend your belt. Rambo kind of gets ridiculous because it's yeah. like, man, this guy was just a guy caught in the wrong side of town, and you know, it, just it, passing through town, passing through town, and it snowballs, and it's kind of making you know, R- Rambo or uh, the First Blood really more of a drama. Yeah, when, yeah absolutely. Especially when you compare yeah. to Rambo Three, where he has to go to Afghanistan. Is, that, is Rambo through the one? Yeah. He, he goes to Afghanistan and has to, like, break out prisoners of war. Yeah, that sounds right. And he's just mowing guys down. Like, <laughs> uh, It's interesting with, like, the Death Wish. I, you know, so I read, like, the synopsis of all five Death Wishes. I was like, and it's Charles Bronson, all of them. And I was like, cool, he's a vigilante who just, do not be a woman in Charles Bronson's life. Yeah. Five of these movies, someone is murdered and sexually assaulted, and he's... He's got a wish for death. <laughs> All 
Five of them. Was this your first time watching Death Wish? I think it was. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing it before. I, I've seen a lot of these era movies, and I just never saw this one. I not, I wouldn't also be surprised if I have actually seen like Death Wish 2 or 3. Yeah. Like, and just not have seen Death Wish 1. Because I have a feeling that I could, you could probably just jump into any Death Wish and you'd be totally cool. Reading the synopsis, they all seem to start and end the same way. <laughs> uh, I think one of them, it was like a like high-level assassination attempt on a friend's life. Oh. I think that was three, and people were like, look, just get back to Death Wishing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thoughts? Death Wish? Was, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's just your... your it, it's a very formulaic... It feels very of the uh, time, too. V- revenge movie. Yeah. Um, the first thing that came to mind while watching it is... And I and I actually took... I took a good fair amount of notes... For, for the first these, one. For, for these movies. Oh, okay. For and I just, as I was watching, I was just noting things down. Yeah. And the first note I took on the original Death Wish was... Jeff Goldblum! Yeah. And then... That was fun. Uh, I think Lawrence Fishburne is in the second one. As, like, the Jeff Goldblum. Like, just a guy. Uh, just, a, you know, a uh, killer rapist. And you go, that guy's going to go on to become a great, uh, you know, a well-known, famous actor soon. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's uh, credited as Freak 2. Oh, really? Freak number 2. So, yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Uh... Yeah, it. I mean, it definitely feel it, it is that ex uh, um, expletive or uh, exploitation type seventies yeah. film. And uh, I mean, I don't the, think I've watched a million of these, but this one. I mean, if that's your thing, this one seems to have done the thing. I mean, this you're looking for, which is him. That attack, the attack scene in yeah. the apartment is brutal. Yeah, it was. It is so hard to watch, and I. I and, and I think there was it maybe when we did one of the Dirty Harry movies. Uh I also thought, holy shit! Like I can't believe they're showing this. Yeah. Um. Man, that was nuts. Yeah, seventies were crazy. I think yeah, that, I think that's a kind of a staple of like the seventies, like yeah. like in the horror genre, just like sexual assault on women yeah. and just the stuff. Though, you know, now I feel like uh, a rape scene in a movie, it's alluded to. Um, right, but right. man, like back, you know, graphic. I didn't realize, and we'll get to it when we talk about the new one. Uh, I didn't realize the the new one was directed by Eli Roth, and when I saw that, I got worried. That I had no clue until I saw the end credits. Oh, the, you, and after I saw the end yeah. credits, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> knowing that going in though, and then as I'm watching Death Wish. So I knew, so I, you know, I, I, I collect some notes, and then I popped the movie in. So I was collecting my notes for Death Wish 2018. I was like, Eli Roth directed this. And then I'm watching Death Wish for the first time for myself. I'm like, what the fuck is this crazy bastard <laughs> going to do? Like, everything in this movie, which is pretty brutal, is going to get turned up to 15. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe some pleasant surprises when we get into our actual review. So, so Death Wish, Charles Bronson, he goes on. Uh, oh, I guess we should tell you what Death Wish is about. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think Death Wish is just one of those movies that I had never seen it. I know what Death Wish is about. Like before I even saw, it, I was like, "Oh, I know what Death Wish is about." Like he's just a normal guy. Uh, I think his wife like something happens, and then he just kind of goes out there killing bad guys. He right. becomes a vigilante. I wasn't expecting to be such a normal guy. I was expecting him to be like a cop, 
yeah. or something. I wasn't expecting like what's what's he? He's like an investment. He's an architect. Architect investment yeah. ish, like urban designer, really. Right. Like yeah, because he's he goes down to Arizona yeah. or New Mexico or something. Yeah, to like redesign a development, yeah. a housing development. Um, I like that he was such a normal guy. Yeah, too. it was cool. It, it's watching Deathwish. Like it's not an action movie either. It. It, I mean, you know, it's an exploitation film, and, you know, there's gun violence and all that stuff, but there's also a very interesting film at it, and it's about this guy dealing with grief and uh, anger and yeah, kind and of what he does. And that whole leading up to bef- to his first kill yeah. or whatever, it's a slow, slow, slow burn, uh-huh. but it, I found it, I, I was really into it. Yeah, and then his reaction to, like, the first kill. Yeah, and, yeah so it, it's, it's an interesting movie. Um, it is... Uh, the story of revenge and urban violence. Charles Bronson plays Paul Kersey, a bleeding heart liberal who has a change of opinion after his wife and daughter is violently attacked by a gang of thugs in their apartment. His daughter is sexually assaulted and his wife murdered. Bronson then turns to vigilante, turns vigilante as he stalks the mean streets of New York on the prowl for muggers, hoodlums, and the like. That's a great summary. I like it's and, good. I like and the like. That's um, good. Comes out nineteen. 74, runtime of 93 minutes, nice and clean. It is. No financial, um, there, there were no theatrical uh, information for this. I don't know in this time if that's like a, like if you're not Jaws or something, is this just one of those movies that kind of gets like, you go to a drive-in? I, and I don't know if they, they, yeah. they measure that kind of stuff or yeah. just one of those movies that pops up and people go to the, the cinema and see it. First half of a double feature. Right, yeah, something. but you're not yeah. calculating the thing so but obviously successful uh, it's in the um pop culture zeitgeist i feel like even if you've never seen death wish he, he, if i say death wish you know in, in relation to like vigilante I, like you kind of it's like oh yeah I, the guy with the mustache right and that's either and that's either from death wish or i think it's probably more related to charles bronson yeah than than death with death wish itself right but but yeah yeah, yeah. you've uh, seen everyone has seen and Maybe not everyone. Everyone who has ever browsed a uh, video rental store yeah. has seen Death Wish on the shelf. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. A, I can vividly in my mind remember walking through the video rental store, yeah. walking through Rick's video, and there's Death Wish 1 through 4 wow. yeah. on the shelf. Him holding the gun, like, profile. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it was The Simpsons. It was a great, great joke. It's like, we now return to Death Wish 8, and it's just... <laughs> Charles Bronson in a hostile day, and he goes, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I guess when it was my first introduction to Death Wish. Was, we now return to Death Wish 8. <laughs> uh, so, 2018, the movie gets remade. People were clamoring for it. Uh, it's one of those interesting remakes when you hear, like, oh, it's a remake uh, of Death Wish. And it's like, Death Wish is just popular enough to where I know the source material, but not popular enough where I was like, this should be remade. Right. Can I have but, a little antidote on yeah. this? So, when we were deciding on a movie for this week, yeah. and I had known Death Wish had come out, and I I had no, I remember seeing it, like, you know, in the, the like, like, oh, it's, I could go see this if I wanted, Bruce Willis. I'm like, it didn't get a lot of fanfare. Right. But I honestly had no fucking clue that this was a remake until I saw them both up on my Amazon Fire home screen yeah. of added to Amazon Prime Video and I'm like 
are these related? And then I and I barely read any synopsis. I just saw the main character's name, and I'm like, holy shit! And then that's when I messaged you. I'm like, hey, we should do Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. <laughs> Death Wish now streaming on uh, HBO Go, Hulu, Amazon Prime. So good time for it. Uh, in this movie, star directed by Eli Roth, as we mentioned, stars Bruce Willis. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Dean Norris, and Elizabeth Shue. There's some people in this. Yeah. Um, now they move the setting from the mean streets of New York to Chicago, where, where Bruce the original ends. In Chicago? Is, oh, yeah. is that where he goes That's to? Where he goes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like I, I, I assumed he was, or I get he's traveling somewhere. He gets out of town. I assumed he was in L.A. Yeah, transferred to Chicago. And it's probably because as I was reading synopsis, Death Wish Two takes place in L.A. Oh shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's how he ends up in. Uh, in Los Angeles. I hope all the Death Wishes are in a different they just He keeps moving, and then whoever gets close to gets murdered. Yeah. Uh, this time, Bruce Willis, he plays Paul Kersey, a doctor, a surgeon, uh, who only sees the aftermath of his city's violence when it's rushed into the ER until his wife, played by Elizabeth Shue, and college-aged daughter are viciously attacked in their suburban home. With the police overloaded with crimes, Paul, burning for revenge, hunts his family's assailants to deliver justice. As the anonymous slayings of criminals grab the media's attention, the city wonders if this deadly Avenger is a guardian angel or a grim reaper. Death Wish. Was this your first time seeing Death Wish? It yes, was. as Mike mentioned. Yes. You see it pop up, you're like, we gotta watch Death Wish. It, I remember this coming in theaters. Uh, maybe trailers were like on YouTube. And I was like, oh, Death Wish. And then I was like, oh, that's familiar. But then it came and then went, and it was kind of was like no interest in seeing it. Right, like, when it yeah. popped up, like, or it was like, oh, I'm going to the movies. Uh, it opened number three that week behind uh, Black Panther and Red Sparrow, which was also opening that week. Uh, it did beat out Game Night and Peter Rabbit, which were in uh, their second and fourth weeks, respectively. So, open number three. It had a budget of... So, it went against a Marvel and it went against a Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, movie. Finishing three? Yeah. Not terrible. Take that, Game Night and Peter <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, $30 million budget made $34 million um, domestically. Profit, baby. Yeah, so uh, now, now streaming on Death Wish. Uh, what, what did you like about Death Wish? Um, what did I like? And I actually wrote some uh, things. I, I took notes this time. Oh, good. Um, I like the new take on the character. I like that he wasn't... It, it wasn't a, a, an exact... He wasn't an architect or yes. an urban planner or whatever. He was a doctor. Tweets him enough. I, I like that. I, I like that whole intro that he's a surgeon. He sees the violence coming uh, in and he's just doing his job. Yeah. I and thought, there's, a, there's a part in the beginning which is, it makes for like an interesting character you know, development, which is that uh, there's a police shooting. He's unable to save the police officer. He then has to go into the next room and save, save the killer. The killer. And, you know, someone's going you know, you're going to go save him? And he's like, yeah, if I can. If I, yeah. That's my, my job is to save lives. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting twist, as opposed to being so, rem- in a profession where you're just removed from the, the yeah. violence. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed um, Vincent D'Onofrio, and uh, Dean Norris was fun. I, th- I feel like they gave a little more to the, the, the police, though uh, I feel like there was some more detecting in the first one. That was... I have that as one of my betters for the first one. Yeah. Is the police investigation in the first one was, was just, it was just so much fun. Like, you yeah. kind of see him in the war room, like, we got to, like, like, who could this possibly be? 
let's talk about the grocery stores and let's get the vets yes. and let's get whose people you know and and that's what this movie was missing completely was the investigative side of things yes there there wasn't a lot of the police investigation uh and then I found it it turns out like the the, the boss, boss is springing down their neck I was like weren't you just giving this whole spiel about how like there were like six you know or like the ice cream man is like this violent drug dealer criminal like shouldn't you be investigating something else you guys are all putting an awful lot of attention on this thing where it's like yeah hasn't the whole point is that this has been going on in your city for a long time yeah all of a sudden you turn into to, to miracle cops <laughs> um it, I feel like it, it just moves a little faster. I, I think that's a byproduct of 2018 versus 1997. Yeah. The, is that the, just movies tend to just kind of move quicker. The whole slow burn of yeah. of developing into, like, find, that, that whole thing of finding out that killing someone is your therapy uh, comes just, like, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and there, this movie's got a fantastic montage. Playing Back in Black... <laughs> Saving lives on this split screen. Yeah. He's doing his surgery. We got back in black by ACDC cranked. And then over here he's like disassembling and reassembling guns. Was that the only song they had for this movie? They played it Was twice. Back, back it, in black. They had a couple rap songs that I think are fairly popular. Oh, yeah. But I love that. Uh, I love that little montage. I didn't know what statement they were making about surgery and... <laughs> I was trying to be more efficient at cleaning guns because he's a surgeon. I was starting to think too, like, is this is this some sort of statement on on gun violence mm-hmm. and 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 you know a, a political view and gun control? Yeah. And I, I don't really think it actually is at all. It's but interesting. I, I felt maybe they were going that way, but I so kind of researching the movie, it did seem that people who didn't like the movie kind of felt like this was like a pro gun movie. And then there were people who really loved this movie and were like, yeah, this is awesome because it's kind of a pro-gun, stand your ground. Watching it, I didn't get that sense either. I, yeah, I feel I, like he fights with this idea of turning to what he has to turn into in order to like feel he's getting justice. Yeah, That it's not just like, oh, see, he should own a gun. And I was like, no, yeah, this is a struggle. Like A horrible event happened to his family and... You know, he's trying to do the right thing, but for him, you know. So, uh, this is, what, what does this do better than, well, while we're talking about the good, let me uh, just talk about what does better. We get to the action, but faster. Yeah. Um, we go first full circle with the um, original bad guys. Okay. The original Death Wish has an, uh, it's more ambiguous. Yes. Um, so, I think this does that better. Also. I actually have that as... Something I, I think the original does better. You think so? I like that because it is... In both points, they make that crime has just gotten so out of control. In New York City and, and now in Chicago. And this was a random home attack. And he, in one, he's a surgeon. and one, he's an architect. I like that in the original, he doesn't become a super cop. And is able to detect and work his way to find the original killer. And that he's just so angry that he'll just... He's out to kill anybody... Because the chances are he'll never figure out who actually sure. murdered and, and, his family, and that's you know it's an interesting because I I like the I like the the conclusion mm-hmm. I, I like coming back around and, and getting some satisfaction. Yes, this does he he's but able to. I I enjoyed that of the original also yeah. is that it is just uh, he does it. he's just he's just doing it for mental health. Yeah, 
You know, it's just there. Um, it, it is just therapy. Yeah, and there is kind of a. Uh, we'll get to it, we'll get to the better, but um, yeah. So this one, it does. Yeah, it feels like there is a little more satisfaction, and and you get a villain in this. You know, as, as yeah. goofy as the villain may be. Uh, yeah, we're we're in the original. Uh, he's not the villain, but you know, it really you could look at it as like if there truly is a hero of the movie, it's probably the detective who has to hunt down this guy who has just gone off the rails. Yeah. Where this one's like, yeah, well, at least the guy we should be rooting for gets, you know, gets some satisfaction out of it. Uh, what didn't you like about Death Wish? Unless you have more for what it does better. Um, Bruce Willis see. versus uh, Charles Bronson? Better, worse? I like them both. I'd probably go... I, I, Bronson has this look. Yeah. He, he's just better in this, like, vengeance role. He does. Um, Bruce is also he's an intimidating guy where I don't feel like Bronson was um, he just seems unassuming and so it just yeah, kind of adds to like be. the it kind of adds to the oh this is just an everyday man who is driven to this where like Bruce Willis is just like a giant right like, he's just a big hulking guy muscular dude Bruno yeah yeah so this to me is too polished mm. I, so I, I enjoy that I enjoy that, and I think a lot of it is the technology and, and film and stuff has changed, but I enjoy that grit that the the original has. It's yeah. just kind of like this... I just like those movies. Like mm-hmm. I, li- I like the like the Dirty Harry feels like that, too. Yeah. It's just these the gritty movies, the, cam- the way the cameras are are moving and stuff. I, I just... I, I think this is just far too polished, far too in-studio. Those movies, like you bring like a Dirty Harry. It, it just has like a... I don't know. It kind of has like a like you're part of like the seeks that where someone's just like we gotta get this movie. Like we got three weeks, we got this much money. We're just going, going, going. It just yeah it has this like grit yeah. feel. And I feel like, like oh I'm part of this. Where yeah. Now you're just like oh there's like millions of dollars behind this. Yeah, and they're they're in most of it's in a studio. Yeah. And, like you like um, hearing those stories like oh we lost daylight and so this whole fight on the pier we had to. We moved it inside a warehouse, and I think it turned out better. Like I right. like hearing those kind of stories. For just you hear from like the seventies, eighties of guys trying to make movies. Yep. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think worse is is uh, Doctor Kersey just he turns into a super assassin way too fast. Yes. And I mean, he starts out he's feeling that out a little bit, but uh-huh. then all of a sudden he's a super killer. He turns into a super killer. Turns into fucking John Wick. And I feel like muggers and stuff turn into super villains real fast. Yeah. The first thing he tries to... Well, the first time he... just like, this is what I'm going to do. Those guys have like... Like, those guys are armed to the teeth and it turns into this big shootout. And, you know, I like him... The first one, yeah. He just like... Someone's like, hey, give me your wallet. Has a knife... Or has a gun. And boom. He shot, shoots him and yeah. he's dead. And, and that's like... He gets... He just... His vigilanteism is too proactive in this movie. Yeah. Where in the original... The guy's just walking the street knowing he knows someone's going to fuck with him. And then he's going to kill them. Bruce Willis just starts going at motherfuckers. Yeah. And I don't I don't like that. I like that whole, like, I'll just walk around and, you know, I'll... I'll I'll buy a I'll buy some pie at the diner show I got oh, some I money. I flash my money. Yeah, flash my money, just walk down the street knowing there's that, uh, someone's coming after the me. The detective saying, like, oh, well, he bought groceries, so he must be in this area. It's like, he could have had those groceries for hours. He's trying to lure somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then, I like that. Yeah. And, like, Bruce Willis just, like, rolls up to the drug dealer. Yeah. 
takes him out. Yeah, there, there was a randomness about the first one, which which is great. Of just and that's why he has a death wish. Yeah, he, he's going out there without a plan. He's trying to attract criminals to him to then kill them. Where uh, Bruce Willis' character, he the you know the drug dealer, he gets an idea who that is, and he's like, oh, who's this guy? Okay, now I target this guy, and then after that, then it just turns like this. Now he's like investigating the crime. Yeah, now and, it, turns, it turns into Taken. Yes, and yeah, he's working his way up the criminal enterprise yeah. to get to the the top guy. Um, yeah, I also felt like it was. It, along with that, everything just felt so over the top. Even like the home invasion, like the guys, like, like so. In the first one, like they're just, I mean, Jeff Goldblum was listed as freak number two. They're freaks. They're 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 bad guys who followed two rich women home to mug them, and then it turned into to mur- murder murder and rape. Like this was like a professional organization where they wear like whack masks and yeah, like, like a like a, a larceny ring. Yeah, it just yeah. felt too Hollywood, and you know they, he has to work his way up the criminal enterprise and finds the guy selling, you know, finds you know. Stumbles upon the guy who who gets the leads, and then finds the guy who's selling this stuff, and then is finally able to work his way up to like who who who's the the kingpin of all this. Um, yeah, just it's too Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It turns into kind of a big action movie at the end. Yeah. Though even though it's trying to be a big action movie, that last action sequence it's four minutes long. Um, I had kind of checked the time when he's. Uh, Home and he kind of gets the idea like okay they're they're, they're coming to my house uh-huh. and so I was like there's six minutes left in this movie how and and then sure enough it goes quick it does go quick but I was like this was supposed to be your big action sequence and uh, yeah kind of kind of weird I will give Eli Roth this um, it does feel a, lot, a little Hollywood um, I was worried about the home invasion that it was going to be too graphic or whatever it, 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 don't don't yeah. down. appreciate that you and know, I, uh, I didn't know what to expect out of that because after the original I'm like man that was intense yeah. that original was hard to watch that kind of thing yeah and I and this was before I knew you I didn't know you right, right. like I mentioned you so see many the end, credits yeah. and I was like oh man I, I, I don't want to see bad things happen to Elizabeth Shue yeah in her, in her dark <laughs> although by the end of the movie I was like this girl played a better coma victim than <laughs> talking <laughs> Than a speaking person, <laughs> that was kind of just brutal writing in this movie, like the dialogue. Oh, I'm going home. Oh, I was shot. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Okay then. <laughs> it's just yeah. You think, some of her yeah, lies were just bad. You, you, would, you would think like maybe Eli would would reach out to his homie Quentin Tarantino, yeah, like punch hey, it up a little bit. Like you, yeah, punch the scene up for us yeah. because we need something here. Yeah. Um... It's kind of, we kind of covered the the bad and and uh, what what the original does better. Uh, do you need a sequel? We got five Charles Bronson. Do we need five Bruce Willis, Doctor Paul Kearney? No, I don't really think I need to know anymore yeah. about this this Paul Kearney yeah. jersey. Can, um, before we get step too far away, this kind of did my remake. I did really enjoy the end of the first one. And the interaction between the detective and Paul Kersey, and kind of this Paul Kersey, he kind of turns this like cowboy at the end of it. I mean, even to like challenging a guy to like a quick draw. Fill your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then the end when, when the detective's like, you know, he figures out who Paul Kersey is and is just like, get out of town. And Paul Kersey's like, by sundown. I think it's just so great. 
Like, I just love the detective just, like, smirks at him. Yeah. And leaves. Uh, I really enjoy that versus the way this one ends with uh, kind of similar, but also just, like, I got rid of it. It's gone for good. Kind of. Like, I like that Paul Chris kind of had this, like, cowboy. And then it makes sense why there was five more. He just goes to another city and he's still... You know nothing. You know he doesn't catch the killers of of his of his wife. So he, he goes to Chicago, ends up in L.A. somehow, and we get four more death wishes. Where this one, yeah, I feel like there was um, uh, closure. Yeah, even yeah. though they kind of give us the same, they kind of mirror the same ending. Yeah, but I buy it more from Charles Bronson's Paul Kersey than I do from uh, Bruce Willis. That maybe we'll get more death wishes. Yeah, and I feel like this was wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapped up. Where does she go to school? New York? Is that where he ends up? Is it New York? Um, I don't feel like he... I know he made a comment that she was going away further. Oh, oh at the end? Yeah, when he's dropping her away. Or dropping her off at college. And, and uh, then he sees, a, he sees a, a pickpocket or a mugger or whatever. Oh, I don't... I didn't really pick up that they were in a different city. I yeah. thought maybe... She ended up deciding to go to Northwestern. Oh, right. Because, yeah, at one point he makes a comment. And isn't that in Chicago? Yes. So they're still in Chicago, but I... I... Yeah, because he makes a comment. He's like, um, you know, I, I thought she was going to choose a closer college like Northwestern. So maybe you're right. She does end up staying in Northwestern, and then they're just in Chicago. Although that would be great homage. Yeah. That he... This takes place in Chicago. He ends up dropping her off at like NYU. Or yeah, another, uh, yeah, another uh, way to get him to another city. Yeah, for... and then you know does it does a little finger point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like Vincent D'Onofrio. Like when he when he realized it, and and Paul, I like yeah. that whole like Paul's like I don't want you involved. He's like I'm involved. I'm involved now, bro. Yeah, I know. And I'm like that. Yeah, that's a good point. What position did uh, Vincent D'Onofrio play? You think when he oh, was, and, big time and, prospects. Oh, and he was a big time prospect, about probably forty pounds lighter. Yeah, forty pounds probably lighter. Man, still a big guy. Maybe though. like seventy pounds lighter. Uh, well, he's a man in his fifties now. I, I, so yeah, when he was like twenty as a college prospect, I'm thinking third base. Oh, you think third base? I think first base. He's got the height. Maybe they were expecting yeah, to fill out right. a little he's a tall bit dude. at first base, and then eventually, you know, hey, blows his knees out. We don't know what happens, but then the weight really comes on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's kind of got the bill, and he's lefty. Oh, so that probably hurts him at, at first, or I, I mean, at third. That is such a weird thing <laughs> to throw that into that movie because now little... they throw that, and I'm starting to think like I'm thinking of like M Night Shyamalan and shot in signs. I'm yeah. like, oh, Denofer's gonna have to fuck a dude up the bat. Yeah, no, it's just a weird just, little. He's just hitting balls. Yeah, we heard you were quite the prospect too. <laughs> <laughs> I looked you up. Yeah. Um... What about a remake? Oh, no. No, I don't think we need a remake. I didn't like the second, the remake of Death Wish. The, the, watching this movie, I, I didn't really enjoy it. I do think it's kind of a cool, uh, I think it's an interesting subject for a movie, which is, you know, a normal guy who uh, doesn't feel like the justice system is doing his job, so he takes his own hound. This got too action-y. You know a movie I, I would like to see Death Wish become is Prisoners. You ever see that with uh, Hugh Jackman? I don't think I saw that. That's kind of, it's, a, it's kind of, it's a really cool movie. Oh, that's with, um, the, I know exactly where Paul you're Paul Dano that, and yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. I always wanted to see that yeah. movie. Hugh Jackman's a father, uh, tragedy strikes, cops can't do their job, yeah, take, he ends up taking, taking someone justice. prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the movie's prisoner, but 
it's very um, contained to the one person he thinks might be the the, the suspect. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, it, but it's really gritty and dark. And is he crossing a line? And you question all that. And it's a really I wish like if they do a remake, they should make a really good movie. Uh, and not not in the sense of like this was a bad movie, try to make it better, but like make something where it's going to make people think and make it more of the drama that the first one is. So if they ever do Death Wish, it should just be prisoners. But, you know, with a guy riding a subway, because that's, that's cool. <laughs> like, I just guess when he just flashes his cash at the thing, and then you just see two guys kind of eyeball it. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. He, he's laying the trap. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Death Wish, 2018. Did we need it? No, I don't think we needed it. Are you glad you found Death Wish 1974? Yeah. Would, I enjoyed would it. Would you I mean, kind of throw this... If you kind of get that dirty, hairy itch. I feel like they made... They, they took a, a decent movie. Yeah. And they, and they remade it into a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike... I didn't love either. Right. I didn't dislike the remake. It just oh. is what it is. Yeah. But I am happy I found the original. Had to, it, side by side, I would choose the the Charles Bronson. Yes, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, gun to my head by by a Paul Kersey. I'm going to choose the <laughs> 1974 version. Uh, didn't love it either. Like it definitely, I have five Dirty Harry movies. Yeah, I can work my way through. But uh, didn't hate watching it. Um, you know, it, it has that you know brutal beginning. But after that, like I, I'm I'm invested in his journey for for vengeance. For this one, really felt like it, just kind of like a. A mad action remake of it. Yeah, and surprise! Got a little, they, they cranked up. We got a little ultra violence, not as much as I. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it, for for it being directed by Eli Roth. And once I found that out, little surprised that it wasn't more violent. Yeah, there's one like really violent. Yeah, gruesome part. Which but even then, I didn't find that. I didn't think that was gross. I uh, like, didn't enjoy it as a character. Watching Paul Kersey is like, yeah, this guy becomes super cop, and then he like becomes like uh, Liam Neeson in, uh, interrogator. Yeah, I was like, you're just the guy, like, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, didn't enjoy that. But if you think about it, like when he has his little argument with the guy at the soccer game, yeah, and then they go to dinner after, and his brother's like, old Paul would fuck that guy up. Yeah, he had a little, I guess something, he had it in him, a little right? something in him. Yeah. So if you think about it that way, it kind of makes a little sense, I guess. I, I, why you bring that up, um, I understand we're supposed to see that he's kind of a, he's kind of a passive guy. But, you know, let's take, uh, I hate the scene in movies, maybe it says something about me, the, any scene in a movie where the guy is just being the uber douchebag, and they just turn that douchebag up to 12, and just no one says anything to him. Yeah. He just gets to get, like, I think it just affects me. It's like a human being where I'm just like, just tell this guy to fuck off. He's not going to hit you. You're Bruce Willis. You're like 6'3". <laughs> like this, they they kind of just got this like, I don't know, small bearded old guy to be like, ah, fuck you. And, you know, fuck your wife. And, yeah. I, I don't know. Always irks me in a movie. <laughs> but I get That's why they put it. Because you're just like, oh, I want to punch that yeah, guy. Yeah. Bruce Willis. How, how can you just walk away? Be the bigger man. Yeah. Uh, Be the bigger man by punching that guy in the dick. We, we did, we did, uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of skippable. I, and even if you're, if you love Death Wish, I don't feel like this is like, 
it's not like a throwback to an exploitation film. It kind of no. just is. I don't, yeah, if you're like a super fan of Death Wish, I don't think you would enjoy this. And then if you don't know anything about Death Wish, I don't know if you'd enjoy it either. I mean, it's kind of just like a, maybe it's like Taken Light. If you like Taken, this is like Taken Light. Sure. Did we get the Rotten Tomato numbers on these oh, films? Oh, yeah. So, let's start with, uh, I got him here, let me pull them up. You want to start with uh, Death Wish 1, 1974? Well, what, do you, what do you think? He saw it. Charles Bronson. I feel like, since we're talking Rotten Tomatoes, and that's an old movie with yep. maybe some nostalgic love, that that's going to be up in the 70s? 65%. Okay, because I... Based on 26 critics. I would think if that was a modern film, yeah. I, that would probably be around the 50. Right. Uh, 22,000 user ratings... 68% liked it. I think I'd be in that camp. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I would give this a, you know, if, if it's a Netflix thumbs up, thumbs down, I'd give it a thumbs up. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's effective. Yeah. Uh, but 65 seems solid. Maybe a little high, like as you are saying. Yeah. yeah it seems a little high for that high. movie. All right. 2018. Oh, I have a feeling this is probably like in the, like, teens. 149 reviews, 17% on Rotten Yeah. And here's where it gets interesting. 7,000 users liked it. Or, I'm sorry, 7,000 users gave it a 73% like. I, I guess I can kind of see high. it because I I think that's high, but I think 17 is low for the actual quality of the film. Yeah. I, I would have put this at like a 40. But, yeah. Actual, I feel like it's 35, 40 right there. And then yeah. 30, 30% Rotten Tomato score, 50% with the users because there are just going to be those people who are just like, oh, yeah, no, it did what it did. Yeah. Some gun violence, you know, it's kind of action It's not a fun action movie, but it just is a action. That, that would have been a fine movie if you had no, you had nothing else going on. You already saw Black Panther. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're just looking for a movie to check out that night. It makes sense. Or Black Panther sold out. So you go see Death Wish. So you go see Death Wish. Oh, don't take the kids, though. No. No, no. <laughs> you, you, you and your 14-year-old son wanted to see uh, Black Panther sold out. Oh, I was going to see Death Wish. <laughs> Bruce Willis, I'm sure this is fine. And then from the mind of Eli Roth. <laughs> Yeah, he, he toned it down. This wasn't Cabin in the Woods or it wasn't ter- uh, Yeah, or I mean, there was a lot of blood with the shooting and stuff, but it wasn't terrible. From, from, from what his reputation was when he started, th- this is fine. I tell you, it was brutal to watch the medical scenes, because I've been watching a lot of ER. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those are so well done. Uh-huh. And uh, these are bad. Bruce, you're not a good doctor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he only shocked that cop twice. Yeah. No, Wiley would have been on top of that gurney, like, pumping that heart. Yeah. We'll save that man. Bro, you know, but this old hat to him. It's Chicago. The means of Chicago. Cops die every day. Yeah. Um, before we go, and before I, I wrap up, I'm going to put this in, because this, this this kind of is a reputation of us. us. And, I, and I know it's a real person. I can never take anybody discussing real life political issues on the radio named Man Cow. I just hated that in Death Wish. Is that a is that a real? I think that's a real because Sway radio. is like Sway's a real and like when they cut to him in the studio, it was like shady forty. You know, so he does serious. Oh, uh, so I re- I remember Sway from MTV. Yeah, days. and then like I know Shady Forty Five is the serious XM radio station, and so I assume Sway is like a real DJ. Um, so I assume Man Cow's a real person too. Is that his last name, Man Cow? Let's see, Man Cow Chicago. Or is it Man Cow? Uh, it just made me believe, yeah, Mancow is a real person. Mancow M- Muller, his name is M- Matthew, goes by Mancow. 
Uh, he's a radio and television personality. Uh, he's considered a shock jock. Mm. And man, it's just like watching that just made me realize like how bad talk like talk radio can be. Yeah. The guy's name's Man Cal. He wants to talk about real issues affecting Chicago. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. You got an opinion? C- call in. I'm like, this this is radio at its worst. Luckily, we really don't have those kind of radio personalities in our city. No. We're, not, we're maybe not big enough city. We only got. Yeah. We don't got that many radio stations. We probably got, what, 20 radio stations? Yeah. I think Seattle. Most of them are just music. Probably if I was driving around, there's some F. Like, there's oh, I'm sure FM. they got a couple, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple annoying morning radio. Yeah, on, on the sin- FM oh, that kind of do that, yeah. um, that like oh mor- morning radio slappy DJ thing, but yeah, it's, I'm not gonna take you seriously, man, cow. <laughs> Sorry, I barely take sway seriously. Uh, yeah. I can't take either of them seriously. No, at least sway. I was like, I don't know. That's a, it's obviously a fake name, but it's. Fine enough, man. I'm not gonna call him man cow. I'm like, I don't know, man cow. Second Amendment rights, sir. I do kind of like that. They're like, call me sway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I can go with that. Call me man cow. No. Well, I'm an adult. I mean, if we were in college and you were living down the hall in a dorm, yeah, I could probably call you man cow, but I'm not gonna respect you. No. And definitely, yeah. <laughs> not gonna give you my and sway if you were in the dorm. I'll call you Sway, but that's because I think you might bring chicks around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Sway. Sway's kind of cool. Man, 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 Sway, man. That's a smooth dude. That's Sway. Man, cat, like, come on. He'll tell you about chicks who are coming around, but you never see it. <laughs> I'll do it this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with with another film. Until uh, then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, a guide to sequel and remix. Don't become a vigilante. You're cocked, locked, and ready to work.